3: Welcome to the Monday Roto-Wire Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel, who'd like to remind you to be sports-rich. I'm Jake Latarski joined today by Ben Miller to talk a little hoops at the onset here. You can follow Ben on Twitter at BenManDoingWork. You can follow me at JakeSki52. Later on, uh, tried and true, Chris Benzine is going to come on to give us some DFS football locks, but we're going to kick things off with a little bit of NBA. Quick reminder, if you're listening on iTunes, Stitch, or what have you, please take a second to give us a five-star rating and review. It helps us continue to help you any and all you know, feedback, of course, is always appreciated. Ben, welcome back to the show here. We're going to get things going uh, by talking about some of the high-priced guys. This is one of those uh, slates here where there's quite a few games, so there are five guys priced over 10000 a lot of familiar names here, including the likes of Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, James Harden, Kevin Durant, and the Greek freak Giannis Antetokounmpo. Ben, if you're starting off a lineup, who are you locking in?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, our our two top-priced guys, Westbrook and Davis, um, they're both coming off. I mean, they're in the second game of a back-to-back set. Um, Westbrook went off for 58 FanDuel points yesterday, um, played 38 minutes. You know, Davis, on the other hand, went off for 67 FanDuel points. Are you telling me Westbrook didn't get a triple-double
3: yesterday? I, oh nope! Yeah, he did. he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he's yeah he did. Like five 58. straight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <geez. laughs> Holy cow! Everything I'm looking at in his game log. Hey, yeah, yesterday he played 28 points, 17 rebounds, 12 assists. Yeah, yeah. Guy's a monster.
1: Right. I mean, but the, the only problem is here they're they're both pretty big workloads. I mean, Westbrook had 38 minutes. Davis had 43 minutes. You know, so I'm a bit worried these two guys could have their minutes held in check at least a little bit, mm-hmm. um, which is something you usually want to avoid when you're paying top dollar for a player. Um, so, you know, for that reason, I'm kind of looking a little more towards James Harden at 11400 and Kevin Durant at $10,400. Um mm-hmm. harden has been off since Friday. He's going to be well-rested, you know, while Durant hasn't played since Saturday. So that at least gives him a day off in between um, – both guys are playing in the the top two projected over unders on the night. Um, with the mm-hmm. Golden State Indiana game projected, I believe at 221 points, um, while the Houston Boston game I think is at around 219. Um, so that means both games should be extremely up paced. You know, should provide both players additional opportunities to rack up a bunch of statistics. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think with such a big slate, you know. Um, there are a lot of cheap value plays available, so you, there's potential where you even, you know, you get all one right. or
3: both of these guys in the same lineup at the same time. For sure, yeah. You're always looking for value plays on the big slate. I know Paul George is back for the Pacers. That his defensive prowess doesn't give you a lot of concern about Durant at all?
1: No, not really. Um, especially mm-hmm. coming off that injury. I mean, there's there's so many guys that they have to defend on that on that Warriors team where... Exactly.
3: Uh, yeah, someone's going to have to help off, everything like that. He's going to get open shots. It doesn't worry wreck. me too much. Perfect. So uh, so you got a couple high-priced guys in the lineup here. Let's kind of look to to that middle tier any uh, guys you're looking for uh, specifically to hopefully get in your lineup uh, that aren't too overly expensive that could still be paired with guys like Harden and Durant if you're going to use them both
1: yeah a couple guys I like in the low 6,000s are Harrison Barnes and Julius Randle um, Barnes is sitting at 6,200 um, while Randle's just below him at 6,100 uh, Barnes has been just over 30 Fandle points in each of his last two games um which has been a- left a little bit to desired you know if you're paying in the 6000s year you're, you're still hoping to get upwards of 40 from those guys um but the mavs are still without dirk nowitzki um, so Barnes should get a ton of looks offensively, and um, you know he's still a player they're trying to feature as their go-to guy. So there's always potential for him to have that huge game. Mm-hmm. And, and with Randall, I mean he's struggled a bit of late. Yeah. Um, I mean he's bomb. seen his
3: price go down a little bit. He was sixty-five, sixty-six hundred, yeah. but in his last two games he's got seventeen point six and fifteen point two Fanduel points.
1: Yeah, he had that hip injury, um, mm-hmm. I think like two or three games ago. So that, that that seems to affect him a little bit, and that's driven his price down for sure. Um, but I mean with the Lakers still dealing with so many injuries with other guys like D'Angelo Russell, Nick Young. Um mm-hmm. he's he's gonna get a ton of minutes and he, I mean he's a guy that averages eight point seven rebounds per game and he's pretty, pretty consistent with those numbers. Um so it's his point production that's usually leaves a little more to be desired. Um but you know with so many guys out I think that could bring up his offensive numbers which
3: you know helps his value overall. Yeah so you're buying low on somebody like Randall which is never of course it's never a bad idea to do here. Um I know one guy a Laker guy I like to use is Jordan Clarkson yeah. if um if he ends up uh because, I mean, you got you got Young and all those guys out, so Clarkson is someone that could potentially hit some value. Definitely. He's just 5200 so possibly another value play for sure, yeah. on the slate there here. Alright, so let's, let's do another scenario, Ben. We'll play out a different one. Say you don't want to go complete stars and scrubs and uh, use Durant and Harden. Say you can only afford one of them. You're going to go for more of a balanced lineup. Like, say you're going to enter a 50-50 contest or a double up, or you're going to take someone on head-to-head and you want to get yourself a higher floor. We're going to go for a little bit of balance. So you start Start with Durant or Harden, you know, kind of take your pick. Um, then you got to pick, uh, I don't want to say a middle-tier guy, but maybe someone in the $8,000 range that has a pretty high ceiling. Yeah. Anybody in particular that jump out there?
1: Yeah, I would think I would definitely look at a guy like Isaiah Thomas. Um like we said, 8,000 decently expensive, but, I mean, mm-hmm. if you're only using one of those top five salary guys, um, you should have room for him. In his last game, Thomas went off for 37 points, four rebounds, and seven assists, which is 52 Fandle points. Mm-hmm. I mean, so he's definitely locked in. We bre- we already briefly mentioned this to- above with the, with the Harden comment, um, but the Celtics are taking on the Rockets, so it's going to be a quick, high-paced, high-scoring all right, all right. game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which always benefits fantasy numbers. And um, the Rockets definitely aren't prided on their defense, <laughs> so I do think Thomas is is going to find some lanes, and he should have some open jump shots. Yeah,
3: no, no. For someone who a casual NBA fan like me, do Thomas and Harden get like matched up on each other, or does that just kind of rotate a little bit? I yeah, guess it will rotate. On the scenario. Yeah, the,
1: there's no way Harden's going to be staying mm-hmm. with Isaiah Thomas, so they'll probably try and find a little better of a matchup there.
3: Oh um, yeah, a little, someone a little bit with yeah. with some more defensive prowess right. than than Harden there, okay, I hear you, so it's not necessarily mutually exclusive, they could both go off in this game Exactly is yep. what you're saying, alright, another guy you mentioned here is DeMar DeRozan, you like him at 8,600?
1: Yeah, I mean it's again pretty expensive, but I mean, um, he's been one of the biggest surprises of the season, he's averaging 27.9 points per game this season, which is mm-hmm. good enough for 5th in the league um, behind those other all-stars like Davis, Westbrook, Boogie Cousins, mm-hmm. James Harden, um, which is pretty impressive. I mean, earlier in the season, he had a stretch where he posted over 40 Fanduel points in eight
3: out of nine games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're definitely seeing him slow down a little bit here. Um but we get a little bit of a price break. I mean, the last yeah. two games, I mean, he is he has seen as high as ninety four hundred dollars of his salary, In the last two he was at eighty nine hundred, so now he's down to eighty six hundred. So at least you get a little bit of a break. Exactly. Again, yeah. Looking for guys you can buy low on, and uh, you know we mentioned cash games earlier. DeRozan, uh, he hasn't. He's only had less than thirty Fanduel points twice on the entire season. That two times. That that is it. Yeah, so that's fantastic. You're looking for yeah. you're looking for some safety there with some some potential upside. He is. Uh, he's got to be someone that's in, in consideration. Right. I like that Ben. All right. So uh, last thing we got to look at are uh, the biggest injuries of the day and who benefits the most. This is probably where we're going to find most of our value plays. Uh, looking for some cheaper guys if we're going to squeeze in Durant and Harden. I love using Giannis in my lineups just because I'm a Bucks fan and I, I love watching him go off. But you know if you if you use any of these higher price guys, we're going to have to find some value. And injuries are usually a good place to uh, to start looking for value. Uh, one of those teams that is dealing with a lot of injuries is the Memphis Grizzlies. How does uh, how does that scenario shake up? Ben?
1: Yeah, I mean they're 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 hurting for depth for sure. Um, sitting without Vince Carter, Mike Conley, Chandler Parsons, James Ennis, Zach Randolph. Like it Holy seems cow, like it's that's never, a laundry list. Yeah, it's it's
3: ridiculous. They probably got to sign some D league guys <laughs> to get a roster together, <laughs> right? Um, so the, yeah, the guy I'm looking
1: at here is probably Andrew Harrison. First off, um, no Mike Conley, so he's been starting the last few games. Mm-hmm. Um, this this was a guy that was a minimum salary guy just a couple games ago. Um, so it's already proving his worth. His, his mm-hmm. salary's going up, um, starting to climb a bit. He's still at just. Forty-three hundred, though, so it's pretty cheap. Yeah. Um, he's proven he can surpass the thirty-point mark in terms of Fandle points. A few games back against the Raptors, um, came down, came back down to earth a little bit Saturday with the seventeen-point Fandle outing. Um, Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I said, still at forty three hundred. It's definitely a guy. I think he should but, be I mean, plugged in.
3: The big thing is you have to look for opportunity in DFS, yeah. and he's played thirty or more minutes in three straight games with a thirty five minute performance uh, back on November thirtieth when he scored thirty three Fanduel points. Yeah. So with his price still being forty three hundred, he's always got to be in play. Right, and you got that. Yeah, he's he's already
1: proved that he can you know at least break that thirty point mark. Um, so yeah,
3: definitely worth the risk. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, doesn't have Frank Kaminsky to contend with in the paint. Uh, that's a Badger <laughs> Kentucky Final Four joke. If you were wondering. <laughs> in here. Other injury situations uh, the Thunder uh, looks like Steven Adams is questionable with an ankle sprain. Who steps up if he doesn't play?
1: Yeah well a couple minutes could go to Joffrey Laverne um, but I, I do like Enos King Cantor. Joffrey? <laughs> I, do, I do like Enos Cantor a lot here uh, at just 4,900. Um, yesterday he put up 35 point fan, 34.5 Fanduel points, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, you know and that that was with Adams going down in the first half. So um, you know, with a full game without Adams, if if he does end up getting held up, uh, I do like him at that forty-nine okay. value.
3: And finally, we alluded to this earlier uh, with the Lakers here, but uh, laundry list of injuries as well. That's opening up some opportunities for guys like Clarkson. But there are other guys you look at as well. Yeah,
1: I think the more risky of the looks is probably Brandon Ingr- Brandon Ingram mm-hmm. um, is the cheapest, obviously at, at 4,100, so I do like that. Um, he put up 26 FanDuel points against the Raptors on Friday, um, but all, but was all the way back down to 17. Um, like we said, though, he he's proven that he can get up there um, a, little, a little higher in the in the FanDuel points realm, so um, at the cheap value it's worth it. It's mm-hmm. worth a risk especially yeah. in those bigger games. Definitely periods.
3: looking like a GPP play yeah. because I mean yep. uh, I mean, look at Ingram his last three games 39 minutes, 35 minutes, 41 minutes. Like look at the minutes and ignore the points for a second here. I mean uh, the, the thing for me that's slightly concerning is just uh, like his three points shooting percentage is under 30% 28.6% yep. so he's going to have to hit some of his shots if he's going to be uh, if he's going to be efficient here. Right yeah that, that definitely makes him the more risky play for sure. Mm-hmm. So, But but other, other than that you can go to Clarkson, or even your Lou Williams. Yeah, I played Lou Williams last week. He had over 30 Fanduel points for me. It was a good start.
1: Lou just put up 40 points the other night too, Mm -hmm. um, without you know rebounds and assists. His fight,
3: his uh, his, I mean, his price is starting to climb up. He's at 5500, but 5500 is still a very reasonable. I mean, after you throw a couple of high price guys in, that's basically the average you're working. Yeah, you can go a couple guys above, a couple guys below. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Ben. Getting me ready for some NBA DFS action tonight. Good luck to everybody and your NBA lineups here on. Monday evening. Fantasy football fans have all the victory every Sunday. FanDuel offers fantasy football for everyday fans. New contests start every week to ensure there are no busted seasons. Just pick a contest, choose your team, and watch your score real-time. New this year is an upgraded experience. Get even more contest variety. Try beginner contests for new players only. Settle a score with a friend in a head-to-head contest. Try a 50-50 contest where the top half wins cash. Play in a larger tournament for even more excitement. Play for just the dollar. There are choices for every budget, whether you're going to enter an NFL Squib for a buck, or enter the single entry NBA dribbler this evening for just the dollar. Chances to win a good amount of cash with a solid lineup here. I mean, I'm going to definitely be getting in on the Fanduel action NBA. Uh, hopefully, recover from uh, from a rough NFL weekend that featured lineups with uh, with Drew Brees. Mike Evans had a rough game, but uh, you know, had a couple good ones. But it's it's up and down. It's a roller coaster. That's why Fanduel can be so exciting at some time. Once again, have all the fantasy that football and basketball has to offer. FanDuel, be sports rich. We have reached the time in the show when we welcome back Chris Benzine. You can follow on Twitter at ChrisB272002. Chris and I are going to be talking the Monday, Thursday NFL slate on FanDuel. Then we'll be picking up our cash game and our GPP quarterbacks for the entirety of week 14 here. Chris, before we get started, you did make the trip to Indianapolis to watch our Badgers uh unfortunately choke away the Big 10 championship as well as any playoff hopes. I mean, Washington and Clemson won, so they probably weren't getting in the playoffs anyway. So really they just blew the Rose Bowl, but uh I mean, outside of what was on the field, were there any highlights to the trip or uh, was it just uh was it a pretty depressing effort? At least you got tickets for what? Like 15 bucks? It was it was pretty fun to
4: go down there and mm-hmm. even go to just the Lucas Oil, I've never been to Lucas right, yeah. Soil Stadium. Mm-hmm. It's a nice place. Definitely a nice area. Uh, the game, the trip down there was much better than the trip back. There was actually a huge snowstorm on the way back. Oh, yeah. And had to drive through that for about three mm-hmm. hours, four hours, and mm-hmm. it was it was brutal. But overall, the experience was good. Result, not as much. Mm-hmm. And I would I'd probably do it again. I was going to
3: say, are you, we're going to go back next year?
4: Yeah, assuming we're there, I'll I'll think about it again, probably
3: mm-hmm. going. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty safe bet here. But all right, let's jump into the Monday, Thursday slate. We're going to, you're just jonesing for some FanDuel NFL action. Maybe. Week 13 didn't go your way. Maybe you started Drew Brees. Maybe you started Colin Kaepernick. Maybe you started Mike Evans and you want to make up for it with the Monday-Thursday slate. That's going to kick off with a Monday evening matchup between the Colts and the Jets. Colts are heading to the Jets. Uh, They're one and a half point road favorites. Over-under on that game is 48.5. Also included in the slate is the Raiders at the Chiefs after another impressive win for Kansas City. The Chiefs are three point favorites at home where the over-under on that game is 47. Chris, let's off with the quarterbacks here, you got to pick one of the four Derek Carr at 8,100, Andrew Luck at 8,100, who has cleared concussion protocol and will start Monday night. Then there's Alex Smith at 7,000 and Ryan Fitzpatrick at 7,000. Now, logic would dictate you got to go Carr or Luck. Are you in agreement with
4: that? I was that's what I would go with. I have to go top of the board, one or the other. Mm-hmm. And you have and it seems to me the production should be very similarly close, and mm-hmm. obviously, FanDuel believes that's the case as well. They're both at 8,100. Um, I think maybe I would lean a little more towards Andrew Luck in Indianapolis just because mm-hmm. that Oakland-KC game is more of a, a divisional rivalry game. Sometimes mm-hmm. defenses show up a little more, a little more nerves going on, and mm-hmm. it's a big game for
3: both teams, whereas Indianapolis-New York Jets isn't is exact mm-hmm. isn't as big between the two yeah and the Chiefs defense I just want to point out they're getting they're getting better I was doing the Chiefs inactives. actives they got Dontari Poe back they got uh let me see here D. Ford was back in playing Justin Houston's been a little bit banged up he'll get another week uh, I mean they're, they're, they're continuing to get healthier and, and and as that happens the defense is getting a lot better now I mean Matt Ryan and the Atlanta Falcons did give up 27 points to them and you know that can be a tough uh a tough matchup on the road but that being said this defense is one on the rise here so i would agree with you chris and uh, i'm leaning towards a healthy andrew luck here um i mean is there any appeal to trying smith or fitzpatrick in, in, in a gpp i mean if you're gonna go down
4: i would maybe go with fitzpatrick and then just because i mm-hmm. don't alex smith kind of a system
3: quarterback doesn't really mm-hmm. rack up points well, i mean frequently so. you look you look at opportunity i was just talking to ben about minutes in nba you look at pass attempts in the nfl here Alex Smith just threw 25 passes and you know they were down for a lot of that game so it doesn't matter he's not going to throw the ball a ton FitzPatrick on the other hand whether it's by his own doing with turnovers or, or whatever, he's going to have to throw the ball quite a bit more. So that uh, he has a little bit more GPP appeal, but I think either way, you got to go to the top. Yeah, I would agree. I, I don't think you
4: want to go down, but if you really want to be contrarian, I think Fitzpatrick would be the one of the
3: two mm-hmm. that are at $7,000 I'd go with. If you find yourself saying, Ryan Fitzpatrick won me life-changing amounts of money, you heard it here first, so we were expecting a thank you there, but uh, also... Highly unlikely. I wouldn't invest a ton there. All right, let's talk about running backs, Chris. uh, There are four backs on this slate that uh, really stand out. Fortunately, we can only pick two. Starting off, we've got Spencer Ware, who had one of the better games of his season on Sunday, scoring two touchdowns, a rushing and a receiving here uh, in his matchup. Uh, He checks in at the top of the board at 7,400, followed by Matt Forte at 6,900, Latavius Murray at 6,700, Frank Gore at 6,200. And then after that, it gets pretty uh, sketchy, as in I probably wouldn't use any of the people after Frank Gore at 6,200, but you got to pick two. Is there anybody that jumps out at you in particular?
4: I think I might go with Latavius Murray at 6,700. You look at his last four games, he's had 31.2, 11.7, 16.3, and 24, and he's only at 6,700, so he's priced as the third running back on the board. And as you mentioned, uh, the Kansas City defense has gotten better, but they're still, against the rush this season, according to FanDuel, 27th against the Rush this season. So Mm -hmm. you still have a lot, and and he's the lead back in that backfield. Still, Mm -hmm. they do hand the ball off a little bit to some, like, Jamiso Lawale. There's a couple guys that that do, Jalen Richard, who both get involved. But Latavius Murray is still the clear lead back, has 20 carries in, about 20 carries in three of the last four weeks. And he does, he's involved in the passing game as well. So of the guys on the board, he seems like the one that I feel has the most value. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I do you do have to choose two. I think I'd stick away, obviously, from Frank Gore
3: of the four. He's the one I would probably avoid. Yeah, the, the Jets', Jets run defense. defense is pretty stout. So, yeah, he's a, probably a fade option for me. I'm going to cross him out as well.
4: Yeah, so if I had to choose between the other two, I'm, I might lean towards Spencer Ware a little bit, I think, just because I don't. They use Bilal Powell probably a little more than, mm-hmm. than Ware. Ware generally gets... Uh, or, sorry, than um, Chuck Kendrick West. West does get involved as well, mm-hmm. but uh, both are involved pretty frequently. I, th- I th- expect similar outputs between those two as well, I think. But I, I just feel like I might lean towards where in that of the those two. Just as you mentioned, he did have a good week last week. Maybe use that. Go over. I just, I just don't, um, don't necessarily trust. I think my
3: favorite running back of the week is probably Latavius. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I like Latavius too for a lot of reasons. One, he scored twice in in the Sunday game, and the thing with this Monday Thursday slate that's unique is it includes one game from the from the week 13 slate and one game from the week 14 slate so they're not adjusting their prices based on week 13 production here uh, for that Thursday game you kind of have to lock in the prices that they were on Sunday so you look at guys like Latavius Murray even Spencer Ware that scored twice they're uh, their prices haven't gone up at all, despite really good games. And usually, I bet you once we get into this next slate, those guys will uh, will go up a little bit. Uh, and so, so by that logic, yeah, I agree. I, I like um, I like Latavius Murray, Chris, but I also think Spencer Ware was a little bit too high priced to start with in the first place. Whereas uh, Matt Forte, I think, uh, is right about where he needs to be. I mean, the Colts are near the bottom of the pack. They rank twenty six in run defense, one hundred sixteen yards per game on the ground, allowed four point six yards per carry allowed and they also just seem to get torched by backs that can catch the ball so i think if it were me I'd lean more towards Matt Forte over Ware, but, uh, but it's a close matchup because, I mean, this was one of Ware's first really good games here in Week 13. He had a pretty cold stretch beforehand, so I'm not going to try to overreact to that too much. But we can indeed agree to disagree, Chris. But let's jump to receivers. Mari Cooper, 7,800. T.Y. Hilton, 7,600. He's got a back injury, but he practiced Friday and, and Saturday. If T.Y. Hilton could be listed as probable, he probably would. I know you're looking for a big fantasy day out of Ty Hilton tonight. Do you think he's good uh, for DFS purposes as well?
4: I, I think so. I mean, the Jets' defense has given up a lot of, I believe, over-the-top balls, and Hilton's kind of a guy that can go deep time to time. So, if if we're looking for a guy that could beat the defense, and assuming he's healthy, it's it seems like he's trending in the right direction mm-hmm. for that game. Um, I I wouldn't be opposed to using him. It's definitely a, a bit of a question mark because mm-hmm. if if he's limited in any fashion by by that back injury, it could impact his game. Especially given that mm-hmm. he's the second highest priced wide receiver on the board. But given in the majority of Monday Thursday slates, you can afford a lot of the top guys because there aren't a ton of um, mm-hmm. a ton of high priced highly priced guys. Exactly. And, you, and you look at the board this week. There's really only one player, or two players, the two quarterbacks that are over 8,000, so you can probably afford almost the majority of the top of the board, and I wouldn't be opposed to going with Hilton, even with that back issue. It may keep some people away from using him just because of that, the back injury. People might be scared Mm -hmm. away from using him a little bit, but that Jeff, that Jets defense is definitely vulnerable to the
3: pass, and he's probably he's definitely the top target in that receiving group. All right, so I know I know you need some T Y Hilton. I need some T Y Hilton. Let's play chance to win. What What do you need from T Y Hilton tonight? Like in our league, for example. If I to to win
4: realistically, I don't even know if I actually need to win the matchup. Looking at it again, mm-hmm. but realistically, between I have T Y Hilton and Luck in this league, and you need how many? And I need probably. I would say about 20 points apiece, about, mm-hmm. about 40 maybe 40. to be safe. All
3: right. I would give you about a about a forty percent chance to win there. I think uh, you know they might be stacked against you a little bit, but uh, you you are realistic. Just because the only reason I don't give you over fifty percent is because of the whole T Y Hilton coming off of injury. I haven't seen him yet, but I think he's had enough time to go. Now, me personally, Chris, here's mine. I need T Y Hilton to. I'm I'm down by about eleven and a half points, so basically I need T Y Hilton to outscore uh, Leonard Williams as an IDP by twelve points, and it is non PPR standard scoring what would you put me at okay i i guess higher or lower than 50 percent. i guess you said it's non-ppr non-ppr no ppr whatsoever 12. i'm down by 12 i need hilton to outscore leonard leonard williams by 12 points i'd have to
4: probably go a little lower than that mm-hmm. for sure maybe like 20 percent chance 20%. to win that one it seems pretty pretty fair because it still gives you a little bit there but non-PPR going you still have an mm-hmm. IDP going against down 12 that's that's asking for a lot
3: yeah that is quite a bit but uh all right so Hilton you know hopefully we both need uh, a decent amount out of him but what about Dante Moncrief he gets an he's a little bit of an afterthought in this he's only 6,700 uh could you see him going into your lineup I mean you can make a case for Mari Cooper at seventy eight hundred. You can certainly make a case for Brandon Marshall at seventy two hundred. So if Moncrief goes in your lineup, you either you have to yank Cooper, Hilton, or Marshall. I guess one yes or no? Do you do that? And two, who do you pull? I think if I was going to pull somebody,
4: I, maybe you would pull Hilton for Moncrief if you're going to pull one of the mm-hmm. receivers just because it's the same team mm-hmm. and you don't. Then sometimes you don't really want to.
3: Double up on the same team, so yeah. I mean, if I'm gonna, there's a difference between stacking and hedging your bets, yeah. I guess a little bit. You want to say so if you're you, if you're going with a full blown cold stack, you think they're going to score 42 points tonight, then you would use Luck, Hilton, you Moncrief. Could use,
4: you could use all three, but but
3: if you're going a different strategy here, you probably want to be a little safer. Go for yeah, some of the and, other guys.
4: And uh, you look at Moncrief; he did have 11 targets in their last game. So, mm-hmm. he, and you look at uh, Hilton had only five, partially because of the back the injury. Yep. So. But but you do have a question mark with Hilton at least that could give you a reason to switch to Moncrief if mm-hmm. if Hilton's you know not one hundred percent maybe he only he gets limited snaps or there's a chance he re injures or something like that whereas. Mm-hmm. The other two are pretty – there's not really injury risk with them. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe if you're going to pull somebody from the lineup, mm-hmm. I might do that with Hilton and, and substitute Moncrief in there.
3: Yeah, any interest in being a little contrarian with Michael Crabtree at 6,400 or even Tyree Kill at 5,800? If you, if you use one of these options, chances are you're going to leave money on the table.
4: I mean – you can afford to leave money on the table to be contrarian in some of these, especially in tournaments if you're, yeah. if you're trying to Yeah, be, that's how you got to win these yes, things. Yes, that's how you win tournaments. So Crabtree does have 24 targets in the last two weeks, mm-hmm. and he's a guy – I mean, you look at him and Amari Cooper, the, the Raiders pass the ball a lot too, mm-hmm. and they're really the two huge targets in that yeah. offense. So you could definitely – go down to him and you look at Tyreek Hill. he's kind of been he's been explosive recently mm-hmm. on Sunday is his output there's a lot of volatility
3: been. with Tyree kill yeah, you know he could get you 10 of- points he could get you 30 points it's most likely going to land you somewhere in yeah. between but the, his ceiling and floor are very very far apart
4: there's also a question of uh if Macklin is back this week mm-hmm. it could impact him but that's something you won't know before yep. Monday's lineup lock. you got
3: a lock on Monday so that might be a situation to fade entirely I mean if you guess right a lot of people are probably going to fade that situation if you guess right. There's room for profit, otherwise. But yeah, fading, fading yeah, that situation Definitely in is okay. cash
4: games, you need to f- need to fade
3: it probably. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you want
4: to take a chance in tournaments, I mean, you you could take a chance on Tyree Hill or Macklin if you if you believe mm-hmm. Macklin's going to be back. Yeah, but Macklin being the much riskier yes, of the two, we you don't, don't know even what we're know
3: see. you could get a zero from him if he doesn't play. <laughs> so. Yeah, lastly, before we move on to tight ends, I do want to point out Amari Cooper only targeted four times and uh, Michael Crabtree surely overperformed him in this last one. Again, the salaries haven't quite had time to react. So if you want to start Crabtree over Cooper, I couldn't really fault you for that too much here tight ends Chris this is a pretty easy breakdown Travis Kelsey leads the way at 6,300 then I tried to sift through here and find any tight end that's even relevant Dwayne Allen's 4,900 Jack Doyle's 4,500 a bunch of garbage kind of in between there then you got Clive Walford at 4,500 essentially and the Jets don't even use a tight end so this is a lock for Kelsey whether it's cash GPP or whatever he's the only person that can really actually get you points right I would have to say so I mean you did look at a few Games
4: earlier in the season, Jack Doyle did have a couple decent games, but mm-hmm. really hasn't done much of late. The last mm-hmm. couple of games, he's had a total between the last two games, he had a total of four point seven points. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, the risk reward there—you
3: save eighteen hundred dollars in salary that you're gonna leave out, uh, yeah. leave out there anyways.
4: Like, so, as we mentioned, most Monday Thursdays, especially this one included, you're not gonna reach. You might not reach that total, so mm-hmm. there's really no reason to save up for. Save and save and go down the list on this. I think you have to go. Kelsey is really the mm-hmm. only option on the board for
3: among the tight ends uh, mm-hmm. in this Monday Thursday slate. All right, Chris, let's jump to the full week 14th slate here, where we got a complete slate to pick from. There are no teams on buys. Bye weeks are finally over. I know you guys have been waiting. I've been waiting. No, don't, no longer have to worry about bye weeks. Of course, that's more relevant in season long than DFS here. But we do have, that doesn't mean we have a full slate of games to choose from here. So if you're going to pick a quarterback for a cash game, your 50-50s, your double up, a quarterback with the highest floor, which one intrigues you the most on uh, on the slate in week 14?
4: Yeah, I'm actually going to move down the board a little bit. I didn't really like some of the matchups up at the top. You mm-hmm. could consider maybe Jameis Winston against that New Orleans defense, but just having looked at his recent game logs, he hasn't topped 20 points in any of the last four weeks. He's going to so. this
3: week, though, because I need it in the playoffs.
4: <laughs> just yeah, yeah, that's what uh, you always got to hope for is when mm-hmm. you need it, then it happens. But um, I don't know if I would be willing to, especially in cash games, it's still a risky play, and, and if you're cash games, you want to go more safe. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to move down the board a little bit and uh, – I'm going to roll with Eli Manning at 7700 against the Dallas Cowboys. He it's a home game against a divisional opponent and when you play when Eli plays in bigger games, he tends to step up and and really take ownership, take lead in that mm-hmm. offense. That's so that's part of the reason that they've won he's won multiple Super Bowls is because mm-hmm. he kind of steps up when needed. He's
3: got Odell Beckham in his arsenal and he too.
4: He has Odell Beckham. He's he's a guy that does have some Big point potentially, said 23 and 26 this season. You're you're really looking for maybe at 7,700 high teens, low 20s, if you can hit that, that's it's a good total probably for a cash game. And I think he can do that. And in his home field, and you're going against a Dallas offense that is allowed top 10 against, and uh, fantasy points allowed against opposing quarterbacks. So it's not an unbeatable Dallas defense. And the game should be decently... High scoring, neither defense is spectacular, and both offenses are pretty decent. So it's I, I just uh, among the quarterbacks around this group, he's probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. I don't really like, as I mentioned, don't like the guys on the top of the board. So you try to save maybe a little bit of money there and go higher at mm-hmm. other positions.
3: Yeah, I mean, you look at the top of this board here. I mean, Drew Brees, he's coming off a rough week, and he's got a road game. Tom Brady gets Baltimore, who's got uh, who's got Jimmy Smith back here. Um, I mean, some of these other ones, Andrew Luck, uh, home against the Texans, maybe. Aaron Rodgers is at home, but against the Seahawks, That's yeah, even though Earl Thomas broke his leg, and he won't be in that secondary. They still have Cam Chancellor out there, Richard Sherman and company, so that's going to be tough. I originally was looking at the numbers and uh, thought Philip Rivers at 8,000 was going to be the, the way to go on the road in Carolina and Carolina is just giving up I mean it seems like they've pretty much cashed it in they've thrown in the towel this season they they gave up I mean 40 points or something like that to Seattle last night and uh, just I mean I just don't have any faith in that Carolina defense but then again I look at the uh, tangible factors of that and you got a west coast team heading all the way to the east coast that's, I I mean, I'm not sure Philip Rivers will be affected by that. He's a veteran. He can handle it. Maybe some of his other guys are. And there's the wide receiver situation. Of course, Tyrell Williams playing with a torn labrum. And then there's all that. So, I you know after I looked at the factors I don't think that Rivers was really uh, safe enough for me in terms of cash game so I'm gonna actually bump up and I'm gonna go Matthew Stafford who had a good game last week against the Saints I think he'll continue to keep it rolling one there's a chance that he gets Marvin Jones back and even if he doesn't Golden Tate's been playing spectacular lately uh, so we got Matt Stafford he's at home at Detroit so it's in a dome you don't have to worry about any of that weather factor and he gets the Bears yeah the Bears shut down Colin Kaepernick on the slow in the snow woohoo the Bears are still gonna be uh, Right there with the 49ers for one of those top 3-4 overall draft picks here. So I'm going to go Matt Stafford in my cash games, 8,500. I think he's just a, a near lock to get 250 yards and two scores here. But what about GPPs, Chris? We've got to get a little bit riskier. Who you liking?
4: Yeah, I'm going well well down the board with this. At I'm going to go with a guy that I already recommended once the season He who panned out decently well. Uh, I'm going to go with Jared Goff at 6,700 going against that Atlanta defense. Mm-hmm. He's, it's the... Atlanta has one of the worst defenses, actually the worst defense in the league in terms of fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks this season. Mm-hmm. And he definitely had a down week against the the Patriots last week, but this is a different... That's the Patriots, and this, this is the Falcons. Yes. And, and the week before against New Orleans, he performed relatively well. He had 17.56 points. And if you can get that production even out of a quarterback you're paying 6700 for, mm-hmm. that's pretty reasonable and i don't see the rams defense giving to giving atlanta's offense fits so i, I can see that game turning into somewhat of a blowout for atlanta possibly and if that's okay. the case plenty of garbage time passing yards for mm-hmm
3: for Goff. Yeah, the Falcons defense giving up 280.8 yards per game. It's the worst in the league. 26 touchdowns through the year. That's the, uh, I mean, that's tied for the second most. Only the Cleveland Browns have allowed more at 28, yeah. even though they didn't play this past week. Uh, it's finally uh, leveling out there. I mean, yeah, I mean, the Falcons, just all metrics seem to be adding up to uh, to a big game for Goff. Although Goff has struggled a little bit. I mean, he tried to do, run a play-action play with an empty backfield this past week. That was kind of funny. He still got the rookie bumps and bruises but I like where you're headed with the garbage time, Chris. That's got to be a decent play here. Uh, as far as my guy goes, I looked at those guys below 7,000, and I know I try to pick one of those who could have a decent game. We would like to do that on a week to week basis. I just didn't see it for me personally. Mostly, I mean, Jared Goff, like you said, is probably one of the best ones in that tier, I guess you could say. But, you know, after watching him a little bit against the Patriots, it, it was not very encouraging. So I'm going to pay up a little bit and go with Carson Palmer at 7,400 at Miami. I mean, Miami gave up. Four passing touchdowns to Joe Flacco last week. They gave up the huge game to Colin Kaepernick the week before, and I I think they can do so again with Carson Palmer, whether it's David Johnson to stack him with, whether it's Larry Fitzgerald, whether he catches J.J. Nelson on a bomb, Whether it's Michael Floyd, whatever happens, it's tough. The only the downside to Carson Palmer is the coin toss of who to stack him with. But even on the road in Miami, it's a must-win game for the Cardinals if they want to keep their playoff hopes alive. I think Carson Palmer is a pretty good play given his cost at seventy-four hundred here. What do you like that, Chris? And uh, do you want to offer up anybody else at all? I mean, he's a guy that you do get a lot of pass attempts on, generally Mm -hmm. on a
4: weekly basis. He's thrown for over forty in. Five of his last six mm-hmm.
3: games, and so I mean that kind of floor. You could even put him in a cash game too. I think Carson Palmer is just a good play either way, especially given
4: the the seventy four hundred price tag. He's got a decent matchup in this game against, as you mentioned, the Miami defense. Been getting blown up. Got blown up last week. So there's definitely a potential here for a a good game from him. And but as you mentioned, the only question, the real question, is who you stack him with. Generally, mm-hmm. you want to stack your Your cash game or your tournament quarterback
3: with somebody, Mm -hmm. and in this offense, and David Johnson's going to be expensive on the next week's slate. There's no doubt about that. He's holy cow! David Johnson is 9,700 at Miami next week, so that's not going to be a very affordable stack. He has earned that price tag. There's no doubt about that. Alright, before we sign off, we have a special offer for new FanDuel users. Get a free 6-month RotoWire subscription with a $10 deposit on FanDuel. Go to Fanduel.com slash RotoWire. Not only will you get a free subscription, but you'll have that $10 available to play with on FanDuel. That's over $40 in value for just 10 bucks. Go to Fanduel.com slash RotoWire. If you're already a FanDuel user and still want to check out the website, be sure to go to RotoWire.com slash pod. That's RotoWire.com slash P-O-D for a free 10-day trial. For Chris Benzine, I'm Jake Litarski, the RotoWire daily Fantasy sports podcast will return Tuesday with John McCackney, Ben Miller, and myself.
2: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance.